Hello, welcome to the Mad Sounds podcast. Your host with the most beautiful face, Aidan, is back, joined by my recent co-host. Woo! Name yourself. Neve. Yeah, lovely. We're back. We are. After the last episode's travesty. So anyone that's listened, what? What? I was going to play with it. No. Uh, after the last episode's travesty, if anyone's listened to it, I apologise. The uh, audio fucked because we tried using a different mic. Um, that's obviously not something we're going to do again. We're going to go back to the old, the good old SM57. Um, a bit of a shame because it was a good episode and it's yeah. all lost. Well, it's not. I, I, I'm going to leave it up and maybe when we've got a few more episodes under our belt, I will remove it. Mm. Uh, I'll at least unlist the it. The start is really good. I'll unlist it. It'll still exist. Well, the start was just us talking about young Willoughby. Hmm. Willoughby update real quick. He's doing good. Yeah, he's smashing he's, it. He's loving us. He lives under his wheel. He does. We, we, we just discovered today. So his wheel, he had been, um, because he burrows like right next to it, he had been like digging it like in. So he wasn't really like able to run in it properly. So this morning I thought it's fine, right? He'll be sleeping in, the, in his other corner, which is like the opposite end of the wheel. Um, so I, I lifted up his wheel and I kind of dug it out a bit and as, as I was about to put it back down and like squish it into the like bedding, I just saw him little, his little loaf body in the corner and I was like, oh my God, he's under the wheel. So I then had to wake him up at like one o'clock, which is like hours before he actually wants to get up, wake him up and shove his little behind further into this bedding so that I could put his wheel back. I thought I was doing a good deed, but really I was just annoying him. He's chilling, though. <laughs> uh, other than that, how have you been? Yeah, I've been good, huh? What have you been doing? Not much. No. Yeah, I've been at work. You've got a job, yeah. Been getting that coin. We've both that's, been on the grind. That's the reason that this episode's a bit later than usual. I've had, um, not that anyone particularly cares, but I've had inductions <laughs> and stuff. So this episode's a lot later than it usually will be. It's still going to be on a Monday, but, yeah. you know, later than usual. Um, oh my God, the time. I, I know, noticed. it's because it's so bright outside, it's, mm. it's deceiving. Yeah, well, so last episode we did some nostalgia, we got deep onto that bitch. This time, <laughs> we're getting deep into a different, no we're not, uh, but, we, but we are exploring someone that would have liked, to, he'd have liked our previous episodes where we explored Taylor Swift, if you know, you know. Mm. Uh, so, we thought we'd go, we'll go back to music and we were listening the other day and I was like, well, how did, oh, I said, pick an artist and we were playing Stardew Valley and you were like, oh, Old City. So we listened mm-hmm. to one of his albums that had a cool album cover and I was like, Jesus Christ, what is this motherfucker? Um, and it came to the realisation he had a new album so I thought, oh, do you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to get up some reviews. So mm-hmm. I was reading about it and I was like, do you know what? Oof, fuck. But before, we before that. we get into that, mm-hmm. we're going to add a bit of structure back into this bitch. Oh yeah? Now, we failed to do Film Club. That has well, failed I mean, eight times. No, you failed to do film yes. club. But I'm on instead board. of me kind of trying to redo this for now, at least, what we will do is we're going to spend a couple of minutes and we're going to talk about films we've watched recently because we okay. do watch a lot of films. It's mm. an easy way of unwinding because I cannot be fucked playing video games uh, mm. or playing guitar or mas- um, mastering. The ability to be annoying. Yes. Uh, I already have mastered that, so. Um, <laughs> but would you like to enlighten our audience real quick into what we've been watching? Because actually, I think it does not link to the album we're talking about, mm-hmm. but the scoring on these films is fucking phenomenal. Mm. We have been watching the Planet of the Apes series. Yes, the new, we're moving on to the old ones now, but mm-hmm. we've uh, 
we've been watching we've watched the, the, the three newer ones, newer yeah. ones which I've always loved mm-hmm. uh, you've seen bits of yeah fantastic films they're amazing mm-hmm. they really are as well they are mm-hmm. so good yeah everything from the CGI to the score particularly the score mm. the writing even somehow the actors in it are amazing mm. yeah I really love Malfoy's in it he is yes I really love the first two movies and then the third one I I couldn't take it I, it's I, very dark I, I, it's very dark yeah I was like you know what like no like because the first two they were dark but they had like good endings yes well the second one like even it? if it wasn't like the third one had well, a, so no, the, a mon- the second one the second one didn't have a good ending Knocked but it wasn't there. bad but then the third one was just like horrible until like the very end well no but this the ending of the second one's awful because it sets up basically if anyone war, doesn't know yeah. this planet of the apes i'm sure you all know sci-fi series from the 60s to 70s it was very popular. It's had its time in the sun that kind of died off and then mm. tried bringing it back it with... <laughs> one was the original was it? reboot because it was Mark Wahlberg and everyone called it... No. I think it was... I think everyone called it Marky and the Talking Apes or something. Oh, he God. really hates it because it's apparently absolutely awful. Mm. Um, but the no, good ones are from 2011. 2011, so 14 now. and 17 respectively. Yeah. They're all amazing. The dark, a lot happens. Shout season, my bro. Mm. Uh, great films. I suggest you watch them. The score is amazing, especially in the third film. Mm. That piano bit that plays whenever anything important happens mm-hmm. is heartbreaking. Um so yeah, so please go go watch that. Let us know. Yeah, but good. I mentioned Owl City. Today we're going to be talking about his 2023 album, Coco, Coco Moon. Moon, Coco Melon. Well, it may as well be. But before we get into this, <laughs> Owl City's a weed on because you, when I say that, you're all thinking, uh, "What is Would it?" Would not believe yeah. your eyes. Which fun fact I never listened to in full until like yesterday or the day before because uh, you were too indie as no, a kid no I wasn't I just I know, knew it existed it just never really occurred to me to listen to it um, <laughs> but so it was literally everywhere when it came out yeah I know pretty sure it was in film as well I can't remember which one but oh, I'm pretty I want to sure. see it will I? no I know but I'm, I'm saying that I'm pretty sure it was in something as probably well. I cannot remember um but yes, yeah, so I thought we'd, we'll get into the background a bit because he's actually, it's a very, as much as this is not going to be a very positive episode, at least for <laughs> poor, whatever the fuck, I can't mind Adam, Adam Young. Young, yeah. But it's not going to get Will Young. It's going to be a very positive episode <laughs> for him. Uh, don't listen, no, I'm joking. No, we, we will say good things as well as what we actually think. Yeah. Um, you actually used to like him, his music. Yes, I went through a little bit of a phase where I listened to a couple of his You're songs. You're his demographic. Well, I, no, it was really... I you don't like even know Dan why. Howell. One of my friends at the time, she told me to listen to a song called Vanilla Twilight, yeah. which is on the... I don't know, it's Blue and White, not the one we listened to. The or Coco second album, I think. I don't remember. I, but, it's called... Yeah. Oh, I can't remember. It's called Ocean something. Ocean Eyes. There we go. Anyway, yeah, she told me to listen to that song and I was like, oh my God, it's like not even that I've bad. I've done my research, by the way. <laughs> I was like, that's actually not that bad. And then another one on that album was... I think Fireflies was on was, that album. Yeah. And I was like, huh, okay. And then I found the other one, which is the one we listened to, The Mountain thing, was it mm-hmm. called? That one. Uh, and that had like two songs that I used to listen to. One of the songs that I actually can't lie, I did really like it for ages, was Silhouette. I don't think he's inherently bad. Yeah. I just think that... Well, we'll get to it. Mm. But I but had... Anyway, oh, go on. <laughs> what I was saying was is that like... Even though I like those songs, it wasn't like I didn't like I will say it just happened to like 
Yeah, but that's, that's that is liking a band for you. I know. Well, but, so to yeah. get into it, I didn't have any previous experience. I've done quite a lot of research into this. Mm. Um, so first and foremost, it's worth noting that it is as much as he's had some hits. He's had some big songs. He's had songs like Carly Rae Jepsen shit, some bangers, you know, mm. Fireflies, all that shit. He has for kind of all of his discography his whole career Mm. he's had a very not only a unique sound which we'll get into how that's not necessarily a good thing (laughs) it could be depending if you like it but we'll get to it he has quite a kind of alternative poppy but lyrically he tries to do like a folk thing um it's really weird it is really strange what he is. It's mm-hmm. kind of hard to identify, and especially if you go through some of his records, he's had he's gone from like flat out electronic to sort of more hype, but in a loose term like EDM-y stuff yeah. to whatever the fuck he's done since. So it's worth mentioning that despite his popularity, he's always had this kind of niche audience. And I spoke before about how Taylor Swift has like a that MySpace audience, which other artists, of course, uh, Odd Future, Brockhampton, pick and ch- pick your poison, mm. Arctic Monkeys. I mean, the same fans of these artists, kind of Twenty One Pilots, would be fans of this guy. Yeah. Um, it's worth noting, but we'll get into the importance of it being a one-person project later, which you'll hear. Um, <laughs> but so yeah, it's important to note he is kind of his own thing, and he has quite a he when he first started, he came about two thousands. 2006, 7, 8, he had quite a big MySpace presence. He kind of encapsulated, uh, I think my exact words on my notes were the raw XD dons kicking about um, because that was his demographic. He very yeah. much has that MySpace Tumblr kind mm-hmm. of humour fan base and he yeah. has that humour still seemingly. Mm. Um, and also, despite having... Uh, sorry, I'm getting confused by my own notes. Um <laughs> Yeah, so as I said, great presence, all that shit. But also worth noting is that he was known for having this blog and he's done all mm-hmm. this, but he had an app and stuff we'll get to. But he is quite secluded, particularly now. Um, and he's kind of come out and said the various reasons for that being things that have happened, whatever. But also, yeah. I think part of it is he is, in a positive sense, he's actually embracing himself because mm-hmm. he's a few years ago said that he's got... Uh, Asperger's? Asperger, yes. It's hard not to say Asperger's. Uh, but yeah, he came, I know, but he came out and said, you know, he thinks, anyway, so he's very much focuses on himself a lot more now, so he's a lot less public online. Um, and it, But also worth noting is kind of similar to a lot of these acts that I've just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's kind of a stigma, not necessarily a stigma, but a factor with a lot of these is they'll talk about more emotional things and being introverted is a big thing and it is not necessarily he's directly for it but it is very much a case that kind of after the popularity of all city the concept of introverted has boomed which obviously it mm. would given how everything is kind of now with people being more aware of even just labels and stuff and kind of understanding mm. that some people just don't like to i don't know, do yeah whatever mm-hmm. you know but point being he is very much the kind of forefront at least in this period from everything that i've read all the articles i've researched yeah. he was very much at the forefront of this this does all become relevant mm-hmm. now should we get into his background sure I've, shall i tell you yeah yeah uh fair so i don't know how you tell me because i made all these notes <laughs> <laughs> so his music career started uh kind of mid 2000s he was loading coca-cola trucks and he took to using the reason door and uh, anyone that's interested he's a Behringer mic, I can't remember what the name is, I seem to have deleted it. I didn't, I, a C1. 
Adora is just the software that he is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Adora is a digital <laughs> audio. It's just recording this on it. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so he I started don't really making know why it's called Adora. It confuses Digital me. audio workstation. So I'm basically sure got just that wrong a thing on your computer. Space. Yeah, <laughs> it is a door. D-A-W, not door. There's oh. no R. Um, his name, fun fact and interesting. Wait, there's no R? It's D-A-W. Oh, you're so English. What? Say it again. D-A-W. No, say how, how you say it. Door. Yeah, how you, you, you say just it? said door. No, door. I thought you've been saying door, door this no. entire time. <laughs> so... The name Old City comes from a pet his sister had, supposedly. There you go, that's pretty cool. 2007, we'll, we'll rattle through this pretty quick. 2007, he... Sorry. Through a deal with the digital... Ad, uh, what does that even say? Okay. Agrecator? Hang on, hang on. <laughs> sorry. 2007, he had signed a deal with a, a digital company, CD Baby, and then started making the songs available through iTunes, getting them on the streaming services. Later in that year, he released his first official EP in June, followed by a 2008 release of the album Maybe I'm Dreaming, uh, which actually, a lot of this stuff, I mean, his EP reached, I think, what did I put, 15 was it? Mm-hmm. 15 on the Billboard electronic albums, and this was a very electronic record. Mm-hmm. Um, and Maybe I'm Dreaming peaked on the same chart at number 13, so you know, he was having success even though he was signed to barely a proper label, mm-hmm. and he kind of was just yeah. doing this himself through social media and stuff. Again, much like Arctic Monkeys are probably one of the greatest examples of this early, but he's running with the idea of an artist becoming big through the internet, which mm-hmm. later in the 2010s you'd see is a massive thing with odd future a lot of rap music obviously being kind of the zeitgeist but even beyond that you have punk artists mm-hmm. rock artists realistically it's rap that kind of took the internet i mean crystal castles and stuff again you find a lot of social media involved in their stuff but this all kind of leads up to in the 2010s how you have this boom of internet music even if it's just through youtube and stuff mm-hmm. um so given this success and his ability to kind of make his fans feel so connected he was well he was successful. Yeah, given, But given this yeah. success, naturally, he would get comparisons. Now, importantly, uh, not importantly, but I think interestingly, he got compared to the Postal Service, which is a band and a project of the singer of Death Cab for Cutie and some other guys. Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> uh, and it's a fascinating album. It's, I fucking love it. Uh, it's amazing. It's kind of a, You've listened to a lot of it with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that those comparisons are interesting because... I can we can say a lot of things about All City, but I would definitely say he's one of the more unique artists out there, hmm. uh, yeah, for better for sure. or for worse. But he definitely you hear an All City song, you know it's you Adam. know it's him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, later on, he was signed to Universal's Republic uh, subsidiary label, uh, and he was actually they tried to push him into a mainstream thing, and he was actually mm. defended by the label executives saying, "No, he's popular doing this fucking weird shit. Let him let him have it." <laughs> um, and then he has this, so he's got, you know, he's got this insanely dedicated fan base. After this, he kind of released several records going different mm-hmm. directions, splitting his fan base in a way. He had an app, he had such dedicated fans, he had mm-hmm. all these blog posts, which are, all these people love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then sort of towards, I think, 2018, maybe he had an album called Cinematic. I might be wrong. Mm-hmm. I think that album, just before the release of that, he left the label mm-hmm. or his contract ran out. He was freed from the clause or whatever. Do you know what I mean? He, yeah. He, so, important point being, this new album that we are talking about today is entirely his own thing. Mm-hmm. Now, what she has said is his the the album that is most him, and there was also a little clip video he did for like promotion where he was like, "My new album, Coco Moon." 
it is the best album I've wrote yet. Um, I really love it. So he's like, this is his he's like baby. All over it. Yeah. Now before we get into the funniness, I think as with the Crystal Castles episode, it is a disservice to him in a sense and to all the people that potentially might click on this and be ready to rant. Mm. Uh, there is certain controversy that the term, not the band, I would like to say, because it's not doesn't involve him. Mm-hmm. Um, two things have came about of controversial matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, first and foremost, Adam Young, Owl City, is not part of this, mm-hmm. right? He is, there is yeah. nothing that links him to this. The actual drama, the fucking bollock, right? It, it, <laughs> it's horrible, and I'm going to say what I will say, it, but... Adam Young is not part of this. So yeah, if you're everyone just kind of like lumps gonna, him in with it. Yeah, because, because I'll see. Yeah. Now, I would like to first and foremost clarify, a touring guitarist is not a member of a band. They play when you go on gigs because yeah. you cannot do it yourself. Uh, I think now especially every artist in the world has this. Mm. Uh, and he's just happened to be creepy and has been arrested because of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you hear this and then decide to blame I'll see Adam Young himself... Uh, shut up. Uh, the other allegation, um, I'll pa- briefly pass over this, but there's, we found a thread on Twitter, the only mm. real thing that's present apart from what happened at the time. Someone's still talking about the fact that during a lot of the BLM protests and stuff, he didn't tweet hashtag BLM and yeah. he has come under scrutiny for that. That's not a thing. That is no object. Just what I have to say it because... You know what people are like? I mean, like? so many artists didn't do that. I mean, there was... It, well, it doesn't nothing... even matter if it's not, like... If you're not outwardly public about it. Like, fair enough. But it was the fact that this girl on this thread said that he was racist because he didn't say anything. Especially... Which isn't, like... I mean, that just doesn't make any sense. No, there's, n- there's no es- correlation. Especially when his public persona now is minimal and he doesn't really exactly talk. like i mean literally there were so many people in the world who didn't like come forth and were like oh my god it's out of the career literally even black they're, people they're, themselves yeah, <laughs> like right. genuinely like there wasn't like there wasn't much that needed like to tip this person's scale really they yes. just kind of wanted to hate on owl city basically yes now with that being said uh, leave the poor boy alone. Now, yes. after some poorly received records, he had a bit of a hiatus and he's returned. He returned in 2021, I think, with a cover of All Star. Oh, really? By Smash Mouth. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because this album sounds entirely what I would imagine Smash Mouth B-side sounding like. Mm. Uh, this is his official eighth record under the name All City. He does not have a major label for this, so this is entirely him, all produced by him, etc., etc., Coco Moon. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Well, <laughs> if I'm being honest, it it just it just makes me cringe. I one of my first notes is the tunes are cool. Then he starts singing. Which I mean, if he was just an electronic artist and didn't have lyrics, he would bang. Like his songs are like. They're actually not even that bad. They're produced pretty well. But, no, but his singing does, like, botch no, it. No, it does, but... 
See, I mean, when I first listened to this, cool. and we said, I said that as well. I was like, mm. he's amazing at constructing these tunes. There's a lot of stuff that goes in. There is a lot of elements that I do enjoy. Mm. But this is 11 songs, this album. Mm-hmm. Every single song, I swear to God, I don't know if he's done this, if this is real. I don't know if he's put something in every song, but <laughs> they all instrumentally sound the exact same. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, like, I feel like that's it's, just no, his thing. No, but that's thing. bad. I know he does have his own sound a lot, but see, if it wasn't for him singing, you wouldn't know the song changed. Okay, yeah, fair enough, yeah. Um, another... And I would like to clarify, even in instrumental music that's all very similar, you can take a very connected record, like um, an old, this is niche reference, an old Gandalf record from the 80s, electronic music, mm. or you could take something a bit more modern, some Tim Hecker... I mean, you can go kind of anywhere with this. Mm-hmm. Point being, you take any ambient, electronic, jazz, classical, any of this shit, mm-hmm. and you would know when the song changed. Fair enough. Now, I'm not saying he, he is actually a very talented person, and his mm-hmm. songwriting definitely makes it a lot worse. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think the best way of breaking this apart is if we just go song by song, mm-hmm. as is the Mad Sounds were. Yeah. And um- that... Oh, go on. Sorry. I was just gonna say one of the one of the things that like about the whole album really is that it just kind of gets a bit boring. Not boring. Boring is not the word I'm looking boring. for. But he's just like he just kind of talks to you. It's as if you're like at a bar and he just got a little bit. He's he's just like tipsy and he's got this like mad story that he wants to tell you. He does, and then that's it. <laughs> and then he, you're done. One of the like things it's... that I got from my research was that quite a significant amount of his fans like his music because he doesn't storytell per se. He describes. Mm. Now it is very blunt. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that there is an audience for this. Mm. And I think there's a reason that the people that like him love him. Yeah. But when you turn the first song, Adam, check please on. <laughs> and I'm looking for Casey Connor. <laughs> yeah, the first lyric is I'm looking for Casey Con- Connor. I need to give him my resume. Her. Her, sorry. Her, my resume. You're like. What? What the fuck? <laughs> Disney ass music starts playing, and he's like, "See, so the thing is, this we'll get into better examples later, but um, I might even have to get genius up for this. But mm. some of his lyrics are just so dumb. Mm-hmm. For example, it literally in the song, he says, "I'll be there in a jiffy," like. <laughs> and, no, he doesn't. It does sound. It is as uncool as it sounds, and I don't mean to be so slanderous, but it's just not compelling to listen to. No. But right, so the music is mm-hmm. kind of old city. I yeah. like the bridge, right? The lyrics are not as corny as a lot of the rest of this album, it, but yeah, well, I suppose. So it's obviously about a DJ, right? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of well, well uh, the story. Well, the story, the song. Is about um, Adam kind of getting his first job and like coming up in the world, I guess. Yeah. Because the him finding this Casey Connor is this DJ. Well, at least I looked it up and it's supposedly a DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's given her his resume and stuff, so he's obviously like trying to like get out of this first job 
packing boxes or something like that. I don't know, truck. There's something about trucking all that. So it's kind of about his first job. And then uh, he is looking for this Casey Connor to then get mm-hmm. the music job, I guess. Yeah, and he does like, actually reference kind of old jobs he's spoken yeah. about that he had before. But, and it's just the whole concept of the song of him kind of, <laughs> lyrics like, I'll be filling up the Cool Whip. If the lines are getting long, you know that you can call me. It's just, I get that it's meant to be quirky and stuff, mm-hmm. but it does not work as a song. It's not particularly that good to listen to. Yeah. As I said, I like the bridge, but mm-hmm. not. But the, the, then you get the next track, Under the Circus Light. <laughs> now, where that song, you kind of struggle to find things to point out. Mm-hmm. This song, he really embraces this circus concept. Yeah. Purely. It sounds like he himself has sat and sounds designed poor synths and stuff, right? Like, mm-hmm. I say that because these synths sound vaguely circusy, carnivalesque, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. It sounds like an imitation. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and like, there's some synth vocal bits splattered throughout the track mm-hmm. that are just annoying and the drums are so like plasticky yeah um what i will say is the chorus mm-hmm. is the chorus itself is actually quite good i like it what's the chorus because she was a light in a dark lullaby that oh and the, what can i point this out now the melody in basically every single song the, is yeah. the exact vocal oh, melody right, okay. is the exact same. Uh, maybe yeah. it's not. Maybe it's the way something about his performance because mm. he's a good vocalist. But like, I can hear fireflies in every single one of these songs. <laughs> but I can also hear I you I could get confused so easily. I enjoyed yeah. the chorus. It's quite catchy. I I couldn't even tell you what the chorus was because in this song every single verse he changes the way it sounds and it really irked me like so badly yeah like the first verse sounds completely different to the second one and then the third one so i couldn't even tell you where the is this the key was. change one yes yeah so it was there you go. So i kind of forgot to. about this uh he does yeah the cool thing about this song is he kind of modulates from key to key throughout each chorus uh verse rather but the song itself is basically a quaint little freaky disney story about how he went to see a circus and fell in love with a girl. Yeah. It's got really kind of cheesy, glossy lyrics. Um, mm-hmm. When I saw this girl flying on the trapeze, tear through the air with the greatest of ease, and I got cotton candy, and then in the days, I met her gaze, and she winked right at me. God. And, and another po- thing, another point that is like, I don't mean to sound like, oh, I could probably write a song better, but I really just, I don't, like how he rhymes so it's very blatant yeah, i think it's just so like it's as if he's like he's literally like one star writer in like p7 and he's like that's it he like he thinks he's amazing i think so he just like rhymes like so like like the words that you just know would fit yeah so like if it's like weather he'll say feather instead of like finding something like cool like i, I think feel like he comes up with one lyric it and then sounds he's like, like when singers try to rap right what, let me, let me. Yeah. So when you listen to like even great songs in the end by Linkin Park is an amazing song, but because he's not a rapper, when he writes the lyrics like that and puts the flow to it, it sounds cheesy because he just rhymes words like you would in a song. Mm. I think to do with his vocal inflection itself, uh, that that definitely doesn't help with how this sounds, but mm. he does really pick the mo- town Sorry, summer under town wonder, 
trapeze ease, dares, gaze. It, it's yeah. very in your face. I think the way that I see it is that he writes the first lyric and then he finds the second lyric by what rhymes. It's not as if he's got a coherent thing. He writes the first lyric and mm. he's like, oh, it ends in summer. What can I rhyme with that? Yeah. Rather than actually having like it like something already in his head like mm-hmm. he just kind of goes with how well he can pair yeah. the words up which again just gives you this like really like cheesy and just like boring story mm-hmm. really that just like you're, you you ha- it's laughable yeah. like that that song has the lyric i was so enamored mm. and, oh like, god yeah it doesn't even like it if it was anywhere else in the song, it'd be fine. But the fact that it's like a solo line mm. and it's just like there's so much attention on it, you're just like, mate, what yeah. are you doing? The bridge is horrific. Mm. Now, interestingly, do you know what the next song is about? Kelly Time. Yes. Uh, I don't know what it's actually about, but what it is, he was stranded on a desert island for four years. It is from the perspective of Wilson from... Oh, Cast- God. Uh, is it Castaway? Yeah. yeah. The ball, the basketball. Yeah, apparently, I. Um, God. Actually, I think it's a football. Which, it kind of makes sense if you read the lyrics when you think about that. Um, so, this song I mean, has, yeah, okay, that does make sense. This song leans a little bit more into his kind of outlandish storytelling that he seems to be quite a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, it's ass. It's a, this yes. song's I do not like it. It's got this weird yee-yee Animal Crossing synth in it. The acoustic <laughs> guitar doesn't really feel like it should be there. At least mm-hmm. it's good and then a synth or something will come in. It's like, what? Um, the lyrics do come across as a little bit nonsensical, particularly the start of it. Mm-hmm. But knowing what it's about, it's a cool... It's a, I like the idea, but yeah, I think the problem with a lot of this song is it's really kind of mediocre and it has yeah. no right as with a lot of this album it doesn't need to be five and a half minutes long mm-hmm. my my genuinely my notes for this song is what is he even saying why did he think this was good like that's so mean but when i first listened to it like okay now knowing that it's about wilson like okay fair enough you get more context and from the movie a lot of the nonsensical mm-hmm. stuff at the start does make sense but also, like, if you if you didn't know that, he literally just, he, ha- he the beginning of the song is a list of things and they make no sense. Mm. And you're like, what are you, like, what? And he doesn't explain it either. Like, further on the song, like, there's no, like, magical bit where he explains what these, like, list of things means. He or just, hints at it. Yeah, he just lists these things off. And, like, it's like ice skates and a card for Johnny. And you're like, what? Yeah was that for but now it probably doesn't make sense in the context of the film but still very very weird it is the next song failed notes um, i actually quite enjoy the subtleness of the first half of the song it's a lot more discreet and it's even if it does still somehow sound the same there's at least moments where it's a little bit different um but it does sound as a lot of it very disney Mm-hmm. which a lot of his stuff does. It definitely is kids' music. Whether yeah. he wants it to be or not, it comes across as very kid music-y. Mm-hmm. Um, the end of it's really weird. It's like kind of jarring Disney freaky synth stuff and it just doesn't feel yeah. like it should be there. Mm-hmm. It's really strange. This The song is like... 
again, it's another like long-winded story that's like, do you know when you're like talking to somebody and they they want to tell you something, but they have to tell you like the whole story before they get to the point? Mm-hmm. It is like this because he literally tells us like in the first like ten seconds what the song is about or like what the story is about, uh-huh. and then explains it for another three minutes. Yeah, and you're like. Okay, we get it. You found a chest full of gold and you bought a farm. Move on. I hate that. The concept of the song, he kind of goes into how he's looking for a chest no, with he, gold he just, in. No, he just finds it. Oh, he, but there's he also a part a where he, before that, he outright just says, I'm not going to find, today's not the day that you. I'm lucky enough to find a pot of gold. Where has that come from, mate? <laughs> what? Um, so... Next up, we've got the ever-annoying Sons oh, of Thunder. God. Now, this is a little bit heavier, which is nice. It's at least a little bit different. Mm. Um, but it does sound like when a rock band gets signed to a major label and makes a really overproduced <laughs> pop single. This song, for me, like, it sounds like it's going to be, like, this mythical, like, so, like, the lyrics are, we are the sons of thunder, we are the daughters of something, we are the heirs of whatever yeah. the heck. And you're thinking, oh, okay, is it going to be like a, like a, a mystical story? Is it going to be like, what's he going to sing about? Nope, he's going to sing about uh, his love for God. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you're like, you know, you're like, okay, fair enough. But like, when you're like, kind of like, when that's not really the songs that you like, it, it, you're like, oh my God. Okay, what is this? Well, How did no. we get here? Obviously, regardless of religion, there's some amazing music that's religious and that's not necessarily the thing it's the problem is more that the lens in which he discusses his love for god is kind of he starts by kind of you know there's sons of thunder and stuff kind of linking to mythology in various Mm -hmm. senses and then he kind of i don't know i think it's the main lyrical issue with this song for me is that he doesn't just look at it as like a kind of a positive thing you don't really know what he's trying to get at with a lot of the analogies he gives for his love. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. I'm not a fan. Next up, we've got what I will say is actually quite decent. The Tornado. Well, okay. I've said that it gets slight points for the screamo part, but it's ruined by his singing again. Okay. Like I disagree. So... I really enjoy the percussion is a little bit out there. It's a little bit different. It's the most different song on this record. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not as corny, and I no. like the strings and the composition that I he mean, puts into this. The vocal performance, I think, is pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. uh, as you said, he does like a kind of little screamy thing, which isn't mm-hmm. particularly a scream. He just kind of raises his voice a bit, which yeah. is interesting. He just kind of shouts and the lyrics. I do like the storytelling to an extent. I mean, yeah. it's quite obviously he writes invents a story about a kid trying to deliver papers in a storm which is cool right he does have some awful lyrics in it Uh i mean it would be better if his like basically i i wish this song was more about him and like fair enough you could say that the analogy of this kid it's not about him. him No, but it's but, not even. But like, it's it all made be. up. If it was, if it was about him, then it'd be like cool because he's getting into his deep like darkness. But then, if it's just about a kid delivering papers, then it's like oh, well, get a grip. Because the lyric, I'm different because I can, I do enjoy music when it's not meant to be 
good example is Ogre by Richard Dawson, where he sings about like medieval like ogres and stuff. Mm. I do. I I love out there storytelling. Uh, Owl City has a weird way of doing it, and I think this song yeah. is the only example on this album where he tries something and it doesn't fail. I think mm. definitely I would listen to it again. It's not the strongest concept. It's not the best produced song I've ever heard, but I do think that there is enjoyable elements to this song. Yeah, I don't know. I the the only good part of the song is the, like the scream part. The rest is just very bland, and then. Again, like, I don't know why, but he just seems like he writes like a child. Like the part where, I mean, obviously it's about tornado, but he literally says, I will not be murdered by a monster in the sky tonight. And you're like, great analogy for a tornado or like metaphor, whatever it's called. Like, I don't know. It just cringes me out. I, I, I don't like well, it. Well, I'd say if you are going to take any song off this episode to listen to this is probably the one i'd say yeah same um, it's the only one that's kind of i disagree original. about how i definitely think there's worse like, it's nowhere near as bad as the next song in terms of <laughs> corniness i don't think it's too mm-hmm. corny i think considering what he does it's not that bad it's no more corny than a lot of the well a lot of the albums we spoke on are very corny lyrics but especially i can think of a good few episodes where we spoke about albums that i've spoke up very highly despite like, a whole lot of reds one especially some of the Taylor Swift ones where I think the lyrics are very corny. Not as corny as this, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think that just because we're slandering how corny this is, don't necessarily overlook some of it. Don't listen to this album. Don't waste your time. <laughs> but I do think that the Tornado is a cool song. I wouldn't mm. necessarily go as far to say as I think it's a very good song, mm. but an interesting one nonetheless. And I do think that this is the song that would let you listen to it. You listen to it and you know whether I'll say it's for you or not. The next song, however, <laughs> will make nine out of ten people want to blow their brains out. Yes. Vitamin C, which is S-E-A, it's a dumb joke, really dumb joke, mm-hmm. really fucking dumb joke. Uh, it's bad, it's poor, yeah. it's boring. Uh, there's a lot of female vocals, which is mm-hmm. cool, it's a little bit heavier, The only which is part also cool. of this song that is good is when she sings. I don't, I'm I think, a little bird see, I think, I definitely think that makes it worse. No. Because... If she wasn't there, it would be even worse. So I think that she makes it worse because kind of the bits that you could take from his... I think his vocals and stuff don't really... His style doesn't really complement other voices. Especially when you just no way of knowing who she is. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't like all the da-da-da's he does. Uh, This song's basically about he wants a little holiday. Yeah. My my notes are so cringe toes. <laughs> no, he talks about his feet a lot. I. He does. He talks about how when he's got the sand in his toes, and he'll be he'll be happy. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Next up, we have got the worst <laughs> song on the album, God. Dinosaur Park, which is about a park in South Dakota, and he's talking <laughs> about dinosaurs, and then he's like. Maybe they'll come alive. Yeah, maybe they'll come alive. But in then Rabbit he's like, city. oh boy, I love... R- oh, he actually says Rapid City, apparently. Oh, That no. makes all sense. Yeah. <laughs> that makes it... That suddenly <laughs> changes my opinion. No, it's just... It's kind of about where city. the dinosaurs can come alive, which, yeah, it's okay. But yet again, the melody's the same. It's the instruments... So, like... It just drones. The instrumentals are the same. There's no real purpose to this song. I think yeah. if you can buy into the Owl City... Uh, you know, fucking Disney theatrical stuff, mm-hmm. good. But I just don't think this makes a particularly great song. 
Mm-hmm. Next up, you've got Learn to Surf, which has a cool intro, it has some cool horns, it has goofy fucking lyricism, and it sounds <laughs> the exact same as By the Tornado, every other song on the album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to expand on that, uh, we'll, we're kind of glossing over some of these tracks because you run out of things to say, as you do with a lot of albums, yeah. but lyrically, it's all just this mad stuff. The Meadowlark is... The point where I struggle, I can't listen to this album. <laughs> it, the, say, the penultimate track, but mm. it just sounds the same. It's just the most homogenous. It, it's really not for me. And the oohs and ahs in this song, are, they ain't it, dog. But, mm-hmm. but the last song, My Muse. Yeah. It's actually really cute and it's really pretty. It and was I actually. Really I do, remember listening you know to this and we were like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, mate, yeah. Mate, probably more so than the tornado. It's less. In, right, the Tornado is more an L City song. This is just a good song. It's mm. cute. It's sweet. I'd, I think I'd go back to it. I mean, it's not necessarily me, my bag. Yeah. But there's a lot of elements of it I do enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just kind of like... I, I just don't... I, the storytelling for me gets kind of boring. I mean, it's just kind of like... You just... You listen to it and you are just like... It's as if it's like a podcast has been like turned into a song mm-hmm. like he can of you know actually you know what he sounds like he sounds as if like somebody has made a song out of one of Theo Vaughn's stories yeah kind of like it's I like think... someone has like went and just like told this story and he's like oh that's a song but it yeah. doesn't need to be a song it, with the kind of wondrous concepts and he does very much play into his childlike side of a lot of this mm-hmm. I think the thing is a lot of it isn't how well bar the lyrics mm-hmm it's not that the music and the melodies are bad. Yeah. They're just very middling. Like, as much as there's many aspects as there are that make me want to be like, fuck this. Yeah. There's also certain elements that I'll be like, oh, like, the tornado has a lot of these horns, like, strung throughout it mm-hmm. in a lot of different sections and stuff. And I'm kind of like, oh, um, you, I can see the appeal. Yeah. Now, with that being said... Mm-hmm. I think it's important to, before we get into our reviews of full yeah. opinions, to know what other people think about this album. Well, while you're getting that up. I've got it up. Oh, well, go on. okay. Uh, I was just going to say that, um, you know how we keep saying that it's very Disney, very kid-like? He has actually made songs for films, mm-hmm. like kids' films. He made a song for Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, but and... Tyler, the creator, made songs for The Grinch. Yeah, I know, he but I mean made a song like, for The Minions that, and uh, Ye. <laughs> that's not the point. The point is, is that... He oh, does actually yes. make kids music. Yeah. Like, regardless of whether this is supposed to be for kids, he has actually capitalised on it and got money for being so corny so and he kid-like. Should. But like, this was also a long time ago. His... Well, Ricky Ralph wasn't that long ago. It was like 2013. No. It will have been. <gasps> Stop. Ricky Ralph isn't that old. Right. Uh, that, that's beside the point, but oh my God, that's, that's scarring, actually. 2012. <gasps> oh my God, why are we so old? I don't know. That makes me feel ill. Right, so. The reviews, but oh my god. You're going to have to give me a second because I had to go off there. Right, got it. <laughs> so, first and foremost, we'll get to a review. 
same as the rest of his music. Owl City doesn't do anything new on this album. It's either bad moral stories like the tornado or stupid ones like Adam, check please. <laughs> if you told me that any of these songs were on Ocean Eyes, for example, and I didn't know any better, then I'd agree. And despite the tornado story sucking a lot, the build-up to the epic part sounded mm-hmm. good. And since Owl City did something different with it this time, I found it to be a nice change of pace. And other than the tornado, I don't suggest listening to any other song on this <laughs> album, which I do think is a good summarisation. I do think that the muse is good. Um even though it, nothing he does on this record is particularly refreshing on you. Mm. Uh, I just I do think that at the very least, The Muse is a good song. I'd say mm. it's a better yeah. song than The Tornado, but The Tornado is more of an exciting listen. Mm-hmm. Another one, a bit more of a positive review here. Mm-hmm. Owl City is a simple formulaic artist. Each of his songs are like this. Simple drum beats, synths or keys that fit the theme, some brass to give the chorus a little bit of punch, filtered vocals with simple narrative lyrics. It would take about three minutes to a YouTuber to make a How to Sound Like Owl City video. <laughs> but in this simplicity, there's surprising beauty to it. Each song brings you back to your childhood, makes you appreciate the little things in life. The lyrics carry the same energy, talking mostly about Adam Young's childhood stories. One of my new favourite songs is about a guy who fell in love with an Australian trapezist <laughs> when he was a kid. If you want to be taken back to your childhood, this is it. And I think that, as much as I don't agree with the positivity, <laughs> I think that's, that summarises the demographic yeah. for this yeah, very that's well. Fair. Yeah, that's yeah. A little bit of, people like a little bit of nostalgia through it. I, because my previous liking of, like, I will say stuff, the song I liked was, like, the most depressing one out of the albums. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, Silhouette is genuinely about him. Like, well, I don't know if it's about him, but about somebody, like, feeling, like, so, like, secluded that they're just a silhouette now. And, like, when will the feeling end? Um, that is like so different to mm-hmm. anything else he does. So like, if that wasn't an El City song, then like it like um what not that I mean if it was if somebody played it to me and then played an like a, a normal El City song, I would not be able to tell you the same mm-hmm. artist other than his voice being so like easy to know like mm-hmm. know that it's him. But, like, that song is, like, so different from anything else. Like, even the tornado, like, it's completely different to that. So, like, I think my perception is, like, not warped, but, like, I'm kind of underwhelmed now. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I really did like the silhouette for so long. Like, I liked it all through lockdown and stuff. And I had it on, like, every single playlist. But, like, none of his other songs sound remotely similar. Mm -hmm. And you're just kind of, like... I had a little bit of hope, but <laughs> you're just, yeah. I've got three more reviews great. before go we go. Ahead. So, firstly, I strongly disagree with this one. Illinois, which he spoke on the record for, uh-huh. uh, he says, Illinois, but corporate. I disagree, really? but this opens up the concept to me. He could make a corporate version of this, that album. Not in that it would that be bad. Mean? Like, well, you know what corporate means? Yeah, Not but a corporation, I mean, like... So... So he's saying that it sounds like Illinois by Sophie Ann Stevens, but mainstream. Well, when people say corporate, they usually mean not just mainstream, but plastic and manufactured in the same way that like a McDonald's burger is. Okay, well, that's he's wrong. wrong. <laughs> it doesn't sound anything like Illinois. But I see where he's going with that. The corporate statement, fair, but Illinois No, 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 with the Illinois, I see where he's going with that. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I don't agree, but I definitely think Al City could make an album that sounds like that. Next up. 
I completely understand the album has way too many. It's eleven songs, by the way. Mm. That the album has way too many songs that are too long, and I feel like this could easily have two minutes cut. Fine, listen unless I feel that people are hating on it too much. Is there's a lot here that grasps to Adam's older stuff. Yeah, it's not outstanding, but the solos, the little hint of rap, it's oh, all quite God. new for him, and I respect it. Wrong. <laughs> what hints of rap? There's nothing that's particularly new. He doesn't get close to rapping, which no. weird comparison. Weird. <laughs> Final one. Coco Moon has some great production inspired by Candy Crush music. The vocals and songwriting, are, which, true. Mm-hmm. But that's a conflict. Then he says the vocals and songwriting are so shitty, AJR levels of shitty melodramatic lyrics. Oh, I mean, I feel bad if it's, like, hating on it, but it, it is actually, it's quite hard to listen to. Like, not only is it, like, basically the same song 11 times, it's also so hard to listen to with it, like, actually cringing in your bones we've got another one here this um, this is my last one mm-hmm. this is just funny so he gave it a zero and he said I feel like this 36 year old man was frozen in 2009 woke up in 2023 and thought this was the type of music that was still trendy no <laughs> fuck no as soon as I finished this album I began to question my life choices <laughs> only listen to this album if you want to improve your life and not make stupid decisions edit he gave it 10 because after listening to two Melanie Martinez albums, this has a lot more charm. <laughs> wow. Doesn't sound anything like Melanie Martinez's albums either. He wasn't saying it did, he just said hers is shit. No, but I'm saying like... Oh, so... He oh, said I thought that he meant he after was... listening to them, he now thinks this is good. I thought he meant that Melanie Martinez was making songs that also sounded like they were from 2009. Mm-mm. I see. So... What do you give it on the tier list? A D? <laughs> I was going to go A. Lower? I could go D. Okay. I, could I wasn't go actually D. sure. I just looked at your phone. The, the I think D was e. the last one. Yeah, E for me too. Because it is a lot worse than Last Night in the Bittersweet by Pound Lutini. Uh, well, right, we've not done a tier list. We've not put an element in this list mm-hmm. for a while. Uh, we didn't actually do Taylor Swift to any of Taylor Swift. Oh, should we do it now? No. No. <laughs> no, we'll only do it for individual ones because okay, I don't want yeah, to cover too much. But yeah, yeah. S, we've got Funeral, Tipping for Butterfly, Kidsy Ghost, Frailty, Good News for People Who Have Bad News, and Romcom. A, we've got Demon Days, Flower Boy, Illinois, and Crystal Castles 1. B, we've got Silent Alarm, Whole Lot of Red, and 100 Gex. And C, we've got Last Night in the Bittersweet, with E coming up right at the bottom, having Coco Moon. Mm-hmm. There we go. Mm. That was an interesting episode. Yes. I think this is the first, I want to say this is the first episode where we've actually like had negative reviews. It is the first negative episode. Yeah, I think so. Um, necessary, I think. It is necessary, um, that's kind of part of it. Don't want to lie. Especially yeah. it's a new album. Uh, yeah, don't necessarily listen. I don't think it's very good. But yeah. if you do happen to like this kind of thing, have a listen. Let me know what you think on our social medias. The Mad Sounds Podcast on Instagram. Mad Sounds Pod on Twitter. Mad Sounds Podcast on TikTok. <laughs> and Mad Sounds 36 on Wordsplace for our blog. Some stuff will be coming up soon. Uh, not that it's necessarily needs saying on the podcast, but technically Walker is now employed by the podcast. Not unlike any monitor, it's like a volunteer employment. We'll, we'll where just like, give him chocolates every so often. No, it's kind of like <laughs> a volunteer employment where it's like he actually has like deadlines and stuff to yeah. make, uh, and 
yeah, so the blog will be going up. It won't just be me posting it anymore. Uh, on top of that, we'll have more TikTok stuff, having a bit more of a plan. Uh, I know I keep saying this, but I think you'll have all noticed if you do go and follow the Instagram particularly, I've actually been posting on it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, thank you all for listening. Thank you indeed. Hopefully the audio is not fucked. Let's Enjoy yourselves. Not, yeah. Goodbye. See you later. You didn't say love you. Love you. <laughs>